And we are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black with No Cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. This is my co-host, David Malave, with the long hair and the blue hat. Looking backwards, if you guys are listening on audio, now you know what he looks like. With the long hair, the blue hat, the white shirt. Thanks for describing my outfit. Look at two fly, two fly. Uh, today's topic, client revisions. How to avoid that motherfucking nightmare. You know that that common question you get. Can you take this shot out? Or can you change this song? Or I don't think we did it right. <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't, I don't know. If, you're li- if you don't know what a revision is, that's what a revision is. It's um, notes that a client may have about a project you've done. So video editors, you probably know about this. Directors, you probably know about this. Photographers, I'm sure you get it all the time with colorists and all that type of shit. Fucking graphic designers, I probably get the most, nonstop. The most. Probably. Nonstop. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like a definition of what a revision is. Yeah, so we wanted to dive into this. I think we got a we got this post um, that piqued my interest in the Facebook community, and we'll read that later, but basically the reason why this is important is because I think revisions might be like, or learning to deal with them might be the most important part about like the actual prof- profession of being creative because you know, you create for yourself and you can do whatever you want. Like you, you no one's, you're not going to give yourself revisions. You right. just, once you like it, it's done. But the minute you start working with clients, you, it's, it's this battle of having to kind of let go of your vision at times and make a client happy, yeah. you know? And that whole journey is something that is always something that's tough for creatives. But if you make a client happy, you get hired. So that's why we're going to dive into four stages of revisions and how you can like best um, set yourself up so you don't end up in that nightmare situation. Right. Um, it, it is truly a nightmare because sometimes you get revisions that go 20 revisions deep and you want to die. Uh, so we're going to prevent you from doing that. And if you have to do that, we're going to make sure you make a shit ton of more money doing it. But if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you're probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creator creators on earth and you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join we would love to fucking have you please join and without further ado i bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now something uh for all video editors out there anyone that's interested in video editing we're gonna do a contest and we're gonna we're gonna launch it july 1st and it's a video editing contest but that's all i'm telling you right now the prizes are fucking tight too but that's all i'm telling you right now is that all we tell them right now i guess that's all we're telling them right now cool so uh that's it get ready for pay attention okay just remember definitely tune in next week to the next morning roast yeah um and be ready to to spit some fire. That's when we're announcing, right? On the morning roast? Yeah. Sick. Okay, cool. So, yeah, if you listen to next week's morning roast, you're going to find that's out. That's what you'll find it. More about the editing contest that we're doing. But that's all we're going to tell you. So, anyway, uh, today, or maybe this is, yes, today, um, 
we had a cool Facebook post of a creator named Michael McBride. He, he shared a post asking for some advice, and I saw a lot of good comments back to the, the, the post, and we'll read the post in a second. But first off, shout out to everyone that's in the community that's asking questions regularly and answering questions regularly, because without y'all, community wouldn't make any fucking sense. It'd just be a bunch of posts about some bullshit. But now, we have constructive conversations that are happening here, and we love seeing that. So thank you all for doing that, and if you haven't, join the private group like look in any de description we've ever made for anything we've ever posted and you'll be able to sign up and join there. Uh, but anyway, let's get to what, what, what was Michael's post? You All right. So he starts and he says, I'm going to skip the first paragraph, but he says the situation is I have a client I did a music video for who has a good amount of notes on the first draft of the video. I address them and then the client has just as many. I address them again and the client still wants more changes. I inform the client. I am really stretching the footage in order to fill the entire song. What am I going to do? What I am going to do is send over the video with the, with the new notes, and if the client still doesn't like it, I want to just send a full refund and apologize that I couldn't make it happen. I've spent a good amount of time on the edits and the anxiety this project is bringing me outweighs the money by a long shot. What would you guys do? So, clients, revisions, how to avoid a nightmare. We're gonna we're gonna talk yeah, about so it. So this this is a great example of the nightmare that we're gonna try to uh, help you to avoid. It happens way too much where. I mean, there's we got some solid points that we're about to make right now, but I mean, just in general, it, every job you should assume will never be a perfect step. Your first edit, your first pass, or whatever. There's, it's so rare that someone's like, "This is awesome. Send it to send me it." You know what I mean? Like that never fucking happens. It's always like, "This is great." You always hope it leaves with the positive. This is great. Could we change this? And so that shit happens so often. So we understand what it's like for you, Michael, to have gone through this shit. Um, and I know it's constantly adjusting and, and you feel overwhelmed sometimes because you may just have too little of content to work around. And when people ask for such ridiculous changes, it gets hard to like navigate. But, um, let's start with, we should start. So we have four tips, right? Yeah. Four, four stages, four stages, tips. four tips. Yeah. Um, first one is negotiate revision amount up front. Okay. So this is super important for, especially in this situation, right? You get to the point where you have done a few revisions. Um, and now you're getting to the point where you're so nervous that you're not going to do it right you're trying to give them, do a refund. First off, don't do a refund. You did the work, you did your job. Um, assuming you did it as well as you could, you've done what you could. They're just not happy with edit the edit yet, and that's okay. They That may take a while to get there, but when you negotiate up front, you should always plan for this type of shit to happen. Like you should always assume, all right, we'll probably, you know, this video is this like, whatever you do the math on what you think, how many revisions I'll probably go through, but, um, lock that shit in up front. Yo, happy to do this job. I will charge this amount. Um, this amount comes with three revisions after three revisions. Like we're going to have to have a conversation. You know what I mean? But at least they know, all right, cool. We have to get it right in three revisions. Uh, I don't know. That just, no, that's, that, that's super key. And I think the reason why that's important is because you know, if you read the how to charge a client guide or you do charging on your own, on your own way, you understand that like the, when you set a rate, you are setting that rate based on the time that you're allotting for the job. Right. So if you're allotting two days of editing, mm -hmm. right. Just, or let's say three, three days of editing fully, right. Including the revisions that you're allowing them. And then they go on and give you 50 more revisions and you're editing for another five days. Then now you have just outworked your rate. Right. And that's when this thing comes, uh, not only a, an issue with your mental like sanity and you know, your stress, but right. straight up, like the more time you have to spend on this job, 
the less money you're making per day, number one, and two, you're distracted or taken away from being able to take other jobs or going to do anything else that's productive. So, well, and we always talk about it. Like we talk about it in the how to charge a client guide. When you look at like the exact amount of days you think that this is going to take you, this has happened with every documentary I've ever done. No, facts. Yeah. Let's do a documentary. Cool. This is the rate. This job, this documentary will take us six months. And then that motherfucker takes a year and a half. Well, guess what that rate equals when you divide that by however many days it took you to get the job done. Uh, and you don't, you don't even want to look at that number. It's like ungodly low. So if you know you're taking this job's going to take you a week to do it. And then you're spending a week and a half on notes when you only anticipated one to two days of editing right now you're 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 you know your budget that you allocated towards uh editing becomes like so small it's like ridiculous if you looked at your day rate for editing on that project it's not even funny anymore because they kept drawing out the editing process or maybe that was like here's one more note here's one more note and it might just be something simple as like can we swap the text cool. Now you have to reopen the project. Now you have to go back into that project. You have to fucking swap the text. You have to re-export. So you have to wait for that shit to happen. Then you got to upload that back and to you gotta Vimeo. QC it. You got to watch it back after you got to upload it. to Yeah. And then like, then finally you send it and then another day passes and then they want to change the te- back to the original text. So hopefully you have that file or you have to go back and remake it and all this shit. It, it just adds up and it, it does become so frustrating. But so the key, the key here is when you set, so what Ben, Ben said it perfectly. So when you set your rate up, you explain them, this is my rate. This is what it's for X, Y, Z, this amount of days right. of shooting, this amount of days of editing. If you're a designer, however you price photographer, same thing. And the point is you, you're setting a limit and you're setting that expectation up front. So they know we've already agreed to this. The minute that we agreed to this price and we go into this project, I told you, and here it is in the email, right. three revisions, two revisions, however you want to do it. And then set a price on revisions past that. Mm-hmm. So you, you can say, we'll have a conversation at that point so then they can anticipate a charge. But if you're able to put a charge up front, then there's no questions because right. you already made you already made that agreement. And then as we'll get to in the next one, what that does is the client is gonna be a lot more considerate of sending notes, and like only sending notes when they're fully like complete in terms of everyone that needs to see it. And we'll get to that in a second. And that a lot like makes them respect your time more. If I can send you unlimited revisions and you'll just do them, then I'm gonna send you a million emails when my thoughts come. Right. But if I know I only have three, then I'm gonna make sure every time I send a round of notes that they're complete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that takes us to number two. Right. Number two is wait for the full pass. I don't yeah. So especially when you work with say you're working, let's just give an example. You're working for a fucking Corporate business. Corporate business. Cool. I did one with Disney. I talked about that a few times. Cool. You do this job with Disney who's corporate as hell. So you have this, you know, the team you're working with, right? You get the team happy. So it took a couple passes to get the team happy. Now the team has to take the content and run it up the chain. And there's so many people. Cool. So they, they all start kind of barking down a couple ideas. Hey, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? So that's all good, right? That's part of it. So if you say, Hey, I'm willing to do the edit and, and I'm going to give you three revisions Swag. So the problem is, is when you jump the gun and start cracking open an edit off that first set of notes that came from someone, right? And they may not have told you that they're still waiting for more. And the worst is when you're in the middle of that batch of notes and then all of a sudden someone else brings in a couple of notes and then those contradict each other. So now you have two people on the same team disagreeing with each other's notes, but you're already starting to make changes. Now you're sitting here kind of trying to figure it out and you're waiting for full communication. The best thing you could possibly do is just wait until you've gathered all the notes and put that pressure on the team. Say, yo, 
happy to make these changes. Are there any other changes that are moving that are going to come in? I would love to do them all at the same time. Like I would rather wait to do all these notes until we've gathered all the notes from the team, compiled them and then and talked about them. And you can even say that. Let's talk about them because if you just take seven, eight notes from an email and you're like, cool, got it. Uh, and you start working and then three more trickle in and four, whatever. By saying, let's talk about these notes, you're able to, even if it's just confirming. So you want me to do this? Yes. You want me to do this? Yes. At least you can do that. And the call makes more sense for them because now they have to waste their time on a phone call and they can say, yeah, let's do a phone call. Uh, we're still waiting for Jared and Nicole to send in their notes. So once they've done it, we'll compile it all. Let's hop on a call, go over it and you can get to work. Sweet. But when they give that to you, that's it. Let me do that shit. And then if they have anything else to say, we do it on the next pass. And I think by planning that and strategizing that will save you so much time in the end because again, you just don't want to get to a point where you're halfway through someone's notes and then they start asking for different changes or maybe they disagree and now you have to redo the old, you know what I mean? You're going back into old timelines and shit or, or making old passes. So I think it's, it's so key with that shit. Yeah. That's, uh, that was perfectly said. I have nothing else to add really. There's people are going to, there's multiple people on teams and, different people have different opinions and you want them to figure it out before they hand it to you. You know what I mean? Like imagine, imagine you want to take the shot out and someone comes in and they're like, actually, I love that. I love that shot. Love and that then shot. you already spent time. Yeah. And then what happens if you didn't like duplicate your sequence and you have the old one or right. whatever. So, or the worst is when someone's like, man, I'd really love to be able to get rid of the fucking, I don't know, the picture on the back of the wall in this shot. And you're like, okay. Uh, Okay, I got you. All right, cool. And you start going through and you you spend the whole day because maybe you don't know how to use After Effects or Photoshop or something and you're sitting there trying to like mask something out and track something out and, and the entire day goes to that because you didn't plan for it, et cetera. I did a Madden, one of my Mad, early Madden shoots. Uh, I can't remember what it was. We, we had like a picture in the background and it ended up being a copyright issue and we purposely hung it up there because it was part of the set that we they liked. And then they were like, we have to get rid of that. So we had to go through and VFX all that out later. And luckily I had a VFX budget, but if I didn't, I would've been like, okay, fuck, I need to do that myself. How do I do this shit? All right, I'm going through it. And then wait, because when they come back and they say, oh, actually, never mind, we can leave it. And they, two days later, they could have said that, right? With three other notes. And if I would've just waited, I would've never had to spend an entire day doing this painting out or whatever it is right. in that scenario. And, no, and you're just like, sure. God damn it. Like I could have done whatever else I have in life and shit. But I think also for this, it's like by waiting for that full pass, you're not wasting half a day's one fourth of a day, three fourths of a day doing like minor notes. Even Facts. if they're like, Hey, here's the first batch. The other ones are coming, but you can get working on that. But like, nah, I'm going to wait until I have all this. Unless, unless you understand that time is of the essence and you know for a fact these notes are going to be implemented and you know that there's like three more notes coming but maybe what you can do is wrap those notes up and just stand by plug in those extra few notes that are coming so you can get the kick out in time which really it comes down to it kind of sounds like I'm contradicting myself but no, no, no. it you comes mean, it, down to per situations obviously yeah you got to read the client you know what I mean like it, and also another thing to to know here I think is important is you know like you said, you have the team and then it goes up the chain. This mm -hmm. is like, it doesn't matter who you work with is usually the case. Like you have the, if you're working direct with the, the person that's approving, like the approving master of the, of the project, right. then great. Cause right. it's just that once that person's notes are done, it's over. It's but over. Usually you're working with the team and the reason why they're set up is to be the gatekeeper for whoever's above them that makes the final call. Right. Right. And usually like the, an efficient structure would be for them to come to an agreement that the video is done and then it gets sent up and then you might have notes from that top person. Right. 
in a business, like if you have a team, marketing team, and then they send it to the head of whoever, <laughs> and they say, oh, actually, we don't like how it says this. Can you take that part out? Right. And then that notes will come later, but at least you limited that first part. So you got the video to where the team said, this is good. And then you might have like, for example, sometimes in a video, um, and it's going off, they're putting it in, into a, into to the news or they're putting it, they're broadcasting it somewhere and someone's logo is on their shirt and you don't, you don't anticipate that, but then they hit you back and like, actually we have to blur out all the logos in the video. This right. happens. Yes, it and happens. then, so all that's the like, a, that's actually like four or five extra hours. You're sitting there masking blurs on people's logos, right. but that's just a part of like the legal that comes after. So you expect that. Um, but hold on before you go, are you going to the third one? No, I was going to do one more thing. Okay. Do you one more thing? I want to give a bonus tip. So remind me that because okay. I'll forget. No, just do it now. Okay. Yeah. Bonus tip time. <laughs> I wish I had a fucking trigger for that. Uh, I'll just do this one. For <laughs> <laughs> that's went for not having a fucking bonus trigger ready for this. Gosh. All right. Bonus tip is this: when you are responding, I, this is so fucking helpful. Say you get an email of notes, right? Cool. You take those notes. The after a week or two of email communication and and trying to address notes and everything, it becomes sloppy. So if someone hits you with notes, my favorite thing to do is copy those notes and when I'm responding to them with my new edit this is tip three. Oh, this is tip three mm-hmm. communicate with clarity you're fucking right damn it sorry guys not bonus tip just a regular tip we'll, we'll come right back to that but the the, the for step two I just okay. want to get this off let's move on to step three step two is basically just um, most clients do this because they're aware of um, you know photo video I'm speaking in video but this happens to anything you want them to deliver the note their notes with like specificity like you want them to and this is obvious but a, you want a client to reference time code right in a video you know what i mean if they're if it's a photo like be specific hold like on, hold on. where are we going because you're going to confuse this what i was going to say they're not going to confuse it because we have step three right here you're, you're going to do exactly what step three is that's what you're talking about but we're still going we're going back to step two we hadn't moved on you thought there was a tip and it's part of step two that you were going to say but you didn't you just wait for step three to happen damn i wish this was a live audience so i could say do you want me to finish it and then go back to step well, we're two we're about to get back to it the time code thing could also be in step three. All right, I see you. No, Sorry. because I, you you were just literally about to go off on step three, which is dope, but we hadn't finished step two. You feel me? Hey, guys, we're just going to finish step two, okay? Then I'll get to my bonus tip slash it was actually step three. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So go back to time code. I'm glad they had to listen to all this. So then <laughs> <laughs> step two, basically just, just I, you know, you want the client to do work for you. Like you don't want to have to do the work to figure out what shot they're talking about or what part of the photo they're talking about. And so you, you it's right to, to not demand, but firmly ask for, for them to be ex- for, like specific of what they're talking about. Mm. Oh, change this. Well, what would you like changed? Right. You know what I mean? Because they could be like, this needs to be different. Well, what would you like to be different about it? Because you can't read their minds. And the more information you have up front, the easier it is for you to implement those things. You right. know what I mean? Well, and in video too, having like when you talk about time code and you say, all right, cool, I'm going to send them a Vimeo link. When they say 36 seconds, you need to make sure that you have, you still have the timeline. Like this is why it's important to duplicate timelines with revision numbers or whatever, because if the client comes back and says, Hey, at 46 seconds, this happens. I don't like it, but you already started editing a new version of your video and you didn't duplicate it. Now you're going to throw yourself off from understanding exactly what they're talking about, which is like an editing tip. So there you go. Fuck it. That'll be a bonus tip. But all right, can I go into three? Number three is called communicate with clarity. Okay. Which is what I, yeah. So communicate with clarity. And what I was going off of was saying in emails, right? 
the, the, the shit gets unorganized and it gets really fucking packed with a bunch of conversations or whatever. I always like to copy paste the questions or the notes that they have. Right. So they address a bunch of notes. Here's 18 notes. Uh, cool. I take that. And as I'm editing and I'm addressing those notes, I'm making notes responding to their notes about shit that I did. The easiest way is I'll literally say, and then when I, so when I send them my new pass, I'll send them the new pass with the link. I'll be like, Hey, here's the new version, whatever. Um, and here are the notes I've addressed below, uh, my response, see my response in red, right? So I'll like completely highlight my response in red so they can see, cool. I've answered every question that they had, or I did every note or why I couldn't do it is in red. Um, even if, even if it's something that's like, Hey, can we remove that one shot and replace it with this? I'll just be like, yep, cool. I replaced it with that. Or can't do it. This is why blah, 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 but it's in red. So when you go through that email chain, they can see that I address every note and that makes it so you don't miss a step because if you miss, you know, they could have asked you to take something out. They could have said, can you paint out that logo uh, on the shirt? Cause we'll get sued if it goes out and you forget and they forget and everyone thinks that you addressed it and then fucking the video goes live and you got this, you know, Nike logo. You, you are the one that missed the, that's your fault. So now you have to deal with them being upset or whatever it is. So that helps you stay in order and address what you've done, uh, in a simple, simple fashion, which I always love to do. And I, I love it when people do it for me too. Like if someone's responding to me and they can really tell me like, yeah, yeah, I did this. I did this. I did this. I'm like, sweet. Cool. You did everything I asked. You know what I mean? Or I understand why you can't do that. And, and it also is like, it, it's just showing that, um, it's like this this confirmation that you've listened to everything they've wanted and you've done everything you're in your power to make that happen. Right. If you can't, if you couldn't, here's why. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's also uh, important like to offer solutions. I was right? just gonna say that. Sure. Yeah, like offer solutions because, um, you know, it's so easy to be stubborn. Like, I've, it doesn't matter how, like how nice you are. Like, all of us kind of inside are like, kind of just like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, that's, that's a dumb <clears throat> note or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that shot or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like, you got to pick your battles and you also got to be someone that's like, that's showing that you're like, uh, for their cause. Like you want their product and you want them to be happy. Right. So if they don't like something and you can't do it because they're like, Oh, can you, is there another shot for here? I would like it if it was this. I was like, actually we don't have a shot, but what I could do is if I could switch this around, yeah, stock footage, or if I could switch this around, then maybe we could use that shot later and it would work for you or whatever. And and sometimes, sometimes just offering that they'll think on it and they'll be like, Hmm, you know what? That's a, that's a good idea, but never mind. We'll just leave it how it is. But the fact that you offered it was like, you allowed them to beyond. Yeah. It allowed them to ponder on it for a second. I I think that's important. And on top of it, if there's stuff that's out of your ability, you don't have to lie about it. Right? Like if someone's like, Oh, I just wish we could fucking have text fly around their head and come in and out of their ears and out their mouth. And you're like, uh, we don't have a budget for a VFX. Yeah. You just tell them like, Hey, I can't do that. That's fucking not what we agreed on. But we do have, people, I have a friend that could do this shit or whatever. I know someone we could hire and I think we could do it for X amount of dollars. If you guys really want to move forward with that, we can do that shit. It's the same thing. And I think just by offering it, they, it's up to them to make that decision if that's what they want to do. But just communicating and being absolutely upfront and saying, literally, if you're just responding to them, Hey, you guys asked me to, uh, you know, chop out this fucking swear word. I did it. It's all done now. Boom. Just saying back what they asked for and telling them makes them be like, cool, moving on. Like right. they, there's nothing else. There's no miscommunication that can happen from that shit. Cause you're like, Hey, I, you said you didn't like it with the fucking coffee and the, I switched it out. It's milk now. It's milk in the coffee cup right. now. Are and, you happy? And, and even, even these, in these like producers, um, 
are like managing multiple things and they kind of, they have to dive back in the email and like figure out what they even told you because yeah. they're man- managing multiple projects and you say, this is what you asked of me, this is how I, I completed it. They're like, okay, sweet. And I bet it even makes them more willing to not give you more notes just, just because. Right. Because you're so communicative of like, this is like this is what I've done. Right. Last thing I want to say before we move on is um, some things aren't possible, like Ben was saying, and it's important to just like you're not a magi- if we're talking about video editing or a designer especially or or whoever, you know what I mean? Like you are can do what you can do. Right. So you're not a magician. So there's a some point where it's like I'm sorry, I'm not able to do like I'm not able to do that. And some clients are easy to understand that than others but you can be firm in that way. Like we can be people that want to make their dreams come true, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And you just, you know, when your limit of that is and you say, listen, I can, this can't get done. Which is what this, which is what Michael is asking. Like, right. um, do so I, then, so then this is number four. Yeah. Do number four is, is, uh, evaluate a resolution. And for him, you know, he's starting to think like, fuck, okay. I, I feel like I didn't do it right. Right. So I'm going to offer them this refund and apologize that I couldn't make it happen. Um, because he's stressed there's so much time he spent on this shit he said his anxiety for this project is outweighing the money by a long shot <laughs> that shit sucks ass first off next time charge more B overshoot because if you said you're stretching your content thin you know what I mean like you're stretching to make it work for I'm assuming you shot a music video you said every the entire song overshoot next time always get more coverage because you never want to be in a spot but overall you want to be happy and you want to be able to 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 have a job that you're pumped on to do and it makes you feel like rewarded afterwards especially when you get the check but if you get that check and you're like jesus christ that's not even gonna pay for all my counseling i have to get after this shit because it's beat my ass with fucking notes no one wants to be in that um but i think yeah evaluating a resolution is finding a creative way to uh, exit the project if need be. Mm-hmm. The beauty about um, everything that we're doing, guys, is that if these people don't want to pay you more money to do the revisions, if you say, hey, look, we've done eight revisions, my tip, even if you didn't negotiate this up front, cool. Maybe you're just like, uh, hey, guys, uh, this is, sorry, this is starting to drag on. This project was supposed to wrap on Wednesday of three weeks ago. Uh, it's gone on much longer. Typically, what I do with my clients is I offer them three three revisions uh, off the total amount of money. But I wanted to build a relationship with you guys or whatever. Just make up some bullshit excuse of why you will let it go beyond the three, three or four or whatever you want to set for yourself. And say, I'd be happy to continue working on this, but I'm going to have to charge an, an additional fee for continuing to edit. And my additional fee is X amount of dollars per revision. Or I'll do a flat for three more revisions if you can see it going that long or whatever. Um, and I think by saying that, you're stating, you're stating the problem there and you're giving them a solution. And if they don't want to pay for it, that doesn't mean it's over with. That doesn't mean you have to just keep working because that just means you have to say like, yo, all right, cool. Well, I can't keep going. So I, what I can do is give you the content. I can give you a footage. If you want to send over a drive or whatever, I'll give you all that shit. And uh, you guys can just figure it out on your own and fi- find another editor. Or maybe they'll tell you that. Maybe they'll be like, hey, well, we have an intern or an internal editor and they're able to do it. So could you just give us a, a lot of people ask for that shit and it's okay. Just give it to them. It sucks to let go of your baby. And like have someone else fucking finish the project. Especially. But at that point, like in, in, in homie's case, you know, he's probably just like, he's trying to get out of this he any way out. possible. Yeah. But all of that, right. It, but the, at the end, right. They entered the agreement with you. You mm-hmm. went into the project, you did all the shooting, you did so many days editing and that comes with the price and they're going to, they're going to pay you. I think, you know, 
everyone wants every client to be happy and that's your ultimate goal. You want, you, if every client you've ever worked with has been happy with your work, then you're killing it. Yeah. But. Congrats, you cracked congrats. some super code. And but, also call us. Right. <laughs> so we can share that info with everyone else because it's hard to do. It is hard to do. And also like, but at the end of the day, you, you did the work. Like imagine any other business, you know what I mean? And they came in and they, they fixed your AC, right? But then the AC is the like still not perfect, but you still got to pay that dude for him showing up. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like, you want them to be happy, but don't offer a refund. No, fuck like that. your work was worth something. So get that money. If they, if you want to offer to uh, hand it off to another editor, you want to offer for them to find an editor to finish it. But um, also if you're, tr if you did it, I'm not talking about Michael. If whoever's listening to this is using this as a crutch and sending this to a client, be like, well, these guys told me not to fucking give you your money back. If you gave, if you did a shit job, if your content was trash, like, it is for them to decide. They they probably know that while they're shooting that you have no idea what you're doing or something. Don't fucking say that we told you all that it's okay to not give them their money back because you have to, you know, do a good job. I'm assuming Michael did a great job. He's just exhausted with the notes and some people just fucking will go for days for notes and it is what it is. But like, and I, and I want to say one more, maybe one more thing is that you brought up something that's on my mind. Sometimes, especially if it's like a new client or you don't have a ton of clients, cause maybe this is just a client that you don't even care about having a future with because you just took this job because it was some money and now it's turned into a complete nightmare. You don't see yourself working with them ever again. That's one thing, it is one right? Thing. But if this is a client where you would love to build that relationship, you would love to like come through because it will matter in the future then we're not saying that you can't just suck it up and, and, and take a lesson for the next time you have a job that you're going to set a, a limit. You're going to set a price ahead of time. You're going to do all the things we just told you. Yeah. You might right? have to take the L on you this might one. have to take the L and just finish it out and take it as a learning experience with not only how you're going to communicate to your clients, it's how you negotiate up front. Right. In the, in the edit, in the shooting process, you're going to understand that you're going to need a lot more footage. Maybe yeah. if you're, you know, if you're a photographer designer, you need, you understand that you're going to need a lot more information to, before you even enter the project. So you know exactly where you're going before you accept the job. Right. You know what I mean? All these things, because at the end of the day, it's like you value this client because if you ditch, you know that it's possible they won't work with you again. It's also possible that they'll spread that fucking right. news out there about you. Oh yeah. We tried to work with that company, but they just bailed after like you know, I asked for one thing to get fixed. Like you have to, you know, it's give and take, but you have to work with them. And if it gets to a point where you need to dip, dip, um, bonus, another bonus fucking bonus for tip. days. Another bonus that I promise isn't actually something we had written down is, uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, damn. One of the hardest things. If you're a video editor and you're editing or you're, you're shooting a project for whatever, say it's like a recap of some event or it's a, a corporate video and they, they just let you go ham. I always, always try to dial in the song that you're using at the very beginning. Like if there's sometimes like, yeah, we don't really care. Like pick whatever song it is and just go, cool. You pick the song, you start editing, you spend two days doing this work. And then all of a sudden you send it to them and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Can we switch to this song? And when they switch to that song, you want to fucking just smash your head against the wall because that song's pacing is completely different. You got a different BPM. The drops don't hit the same. Your whole edit's fucked. But they're now for sure <laughs> confident that they want this song. And then that shit is trash. So try. And even if they're like, we don't really know, like, you know, just kind of like show us. Just grab five songs. Just go to your whatever, Epidemic or whoever you use. 
grab their shit, say, here's, well, here's five. I think that would fit really well that I really vibe with specifically in these sections of the song or whatever and send it to them and let them decide. Like if they can pick one of the five, that could be part of your thing. You can even negotiate that. Like, yeah, I'm happy. I'll send you like 10 songs. If you guys don't like that, you guys can go above and pick your music, whatever. But if you could just get that shit out of the way, out the gate, you're saving so much time. I that's, promise that's you. That's a, we should just clip that one. That's a, that's a genius clip. Right. Not a genius clip, a very viable clip. Because <laughs> at least when you know when the song is locked, and that's like the hardest thing. It is. The, people do not understand that switching a song does not mean you're just going to swap the track out. The track but out. Like so many people like to think they do. And yeah. It's like no, yeah, just copy, you know, copy paste the shit. Copy paste the footage on top of that shit. <laughs> copy paste. What the fuck? Uh, and then also don't take them back as clients if they ever tell you to do that shit. Nah. Even I've, even like good clients might yeah. think that shit. Uh, that's good, right? That's it. Sheesh. What'd you guys think about that shit, huh? Besides, also, what you, besides Ben skipping the step yeah, three, yeah, I fucked up the middle. Three. My bad. But if you're still here for, you know, if you sat through that little bullshit part, thanks. Um, <laughs> interesting. I mean, we, I feel like we've reformatted these morning roasts, but they're kind of more dialed in the sense of like lessons and and tips. I think, yeah, right? I think I want to move. I feel like we want to move in the direction of. Um, it's cool when you can kind of section things out or number how many a certain amount of tips or here are three things you could do right. or whatever because then. Uh, it might be easy for you guys to like uh, take notes or you know internalize that and yeah. and then apply it in your own life. You know what I mean? I think we we would love to sit here. We do love to sit here and kind of just like shoot Bullshit. the shit and just kind of dive into a topic and just lose ourselves for fifty minutes. But I think if if you guys like it, yeah, would love. And everyone seemed to like the last one we did about. Um, getting hired by artists or celebrities or right. people of, of stature or just companies in general, right? then uh, then hopefully we can start doing more like this. Which by the way, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, we made a new post on Instagram from like, you know, every day we're trying to figure out how, how to get the message out there that these episodes exist. So if you're a champion of the podcast and you really want to help us like grow this shit, we put together from last week and we'll do it again. Um, we did like a new design slide that we think is really fire. So it's like three steps to get hired by an artist. And then we break down by steps in super, super simple terms that, you know, obviously the podcast dives into it way deeper. Uh, we collaborated with, um, Coop's design. Tim. Is, but that's his Instagram. Yeah. So if you can find Tim's work, he's dope. But anyway, we put this together and it fucking hit. Everyone was sharing it with people. So if you fucking ride for the podcast and you want to support us, like when we drop those, if you can share that shit on your story or whatever and tell people like, yo, here's some fucking fun facts for you to learn about creative shit. Black and cream's got the sauce. That would help us a lot, a fucking lot. And also lastly, if you didn't hear about it yet, um, the texting thing, if you especially if you live in the U S or Canada, you should text black on cream cause we have a new phone number and we're able to talk with y'all, but we're, we're kicking out weekly motivation and, um, a lot of good stuff. I and mean, I've having a lot of good conversations today. We just talked about what we should talk about in the morning roast with hundreds of people. And I'm literally going and talking to all of them and getting some really good feedback on things that we should talk about. So yeah, if you, if you think you're not actually talking to Ben, like homie is sitting there legitimately talking to every single person. It's so, a, so much work, yeah. but it's fucking cool as shit. Cause you, I'm really hearing from y'all. And the, the best thing is like hearing from people that actually listen to the podcast too. That's so dope. Like, I don't know, just thanks for giving us the kind words. And I try, I literally like turn and talk to Dave, like this dude just said this. Oh, she just said this. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Dave's just like, Oh, that's cool. And then he goes back to it. And I'm just like, that's awesome. I'm like, but anyway, Texas 319-209-9041 links in the description per usual. Uh, follow us on Instagram, obviously at black window cream. So you can see what we were talking about earlier. And, uh, that's it. Good episode people. Fuck. Yeah. Enjoy the work. We keep creating. We'll see you in a few days. You 